Blog Talk Radio. Hello there, this is President George W. Bush <laughs> telling you that you better listen to the A.J. Bruno Show. <laughs> it's Broadcasting from a secret underground bunker deep behind enemy lines. One of the last few voices of reason is on. This is the A.J. Bruno Show. On now. Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to the A.J. Bruno Show. Uh, we are on at a new time slot now. We're moving uh, to a two-time-a-week slot here. You know, all we ask for is two hours a week. Uh, now we're, you know, breaking it up a bit. They don't have to sit down and listen to me uh, five to seven on Sundays. You can just give me five to six on Sundays or ten to eleven uh, on Wednesday. That's Eastern time, of course. Anyway, we've got a lot to talk about tonight. Um, we have to take your calls a little later. Um, there's a whole lot of issues. We're going to talk about that this embryonic stem cell thing, which is complete. Uh, it's for your art for everything, uh, but that's going to take a while to talk about. Uh, this whole issue with North Korea, what's up with them. Um, let me tell you what's, what's on my mind, especially right now. And this is what I want to start uh, today's memo off with. Um, this whole issue of liberal indoctrination, particularly in the in the universities, I've been a victim of this myself, and I want to speak from personal experience. If anyone has any stories they'd like to share, I'm sure there's plenty. Uh, you can let me know a little later. Um, this is this is extremely, extremely, it's an extremely disturbing trend, to say to say the least. We have the vast majority of schools around this country, I mean, there are some exceptions, granted, but the vast majority, no matter where you go, even whether they're private or public, you see these, these radical professors pushing their views on students and not just teaching facts. They're teaching their own personal viewpoints. Let me, let me explain one in particular. And, and, of course, there's been so many instances um, that I've had just in my experience of this. Uh, this one guy who's a supposed history professor um, goes way, way, way over the line. I mean, it, this is just sick. Uh, <laughs> and for someone who claims he uh, he served in the military for a few years during peacetime, uh, I'm not exactly a very patriotic guy. Let's see. Uh, he calls uh, Douglas MacArthur. He called him a, a uh, that he was insane. He calls George Patton a Nazi, really, or the greatest general, at least on our side, during the Second World War. And he called him a Nazi. Um, let's see. Uh, just the other day, Nixon was evil. Apparently, he liked some of the things he accomplished, but he was just pure evil, and it's not debatable. You know, who is he to say that he's pure evil? You know, I, I could say Barack Obama is pure evil, it, and. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure people like that would debate that point. Although I, I won't say that because I, I think I've come to the conclusion that Obama is just completely naive and doesn't know what he's. I mean, he could have some sinister agenda. I'm not ruling that out. But not only is he not this brilliant intellectual that they try and portray him as, but liberal elites, but he's just—I don't know—he's a complete nincompoop. I don't know how to say it. Um, he's not this. This brilliant guy. I mean, you could say as much as I didn't like Bill Clinton, and I know we're drifting a little bit here. We'll get back to the main point in the memo. Um, as much as I didn't like Bill Clinton, he kind of understood certain things. You know, he didn't make certain stupid mistakes that uh, Obama's clearly making. And it's really, it's really scary how incompetent this guy is. It really is. You know, people compare him to Carter, and I, I use this comparison. Carter. Uh, is Obama is going to make Carter look like Reagan. So let's all, you know, think about how bad that's really going to be if he can make Carter look like Reagan in the long term, because he's going to, and it's going to be rather bad. Uh, let's get back to the main point. Though. If you want to call off in a little bit, uh, the number is 347-308-8073. Let me know what you think. Uh, anyway, getting back to the point. Not only does, you know, he said those things, of course, uh, and then when he talks about President Bush in particular, um, 
on the syllabus, for instance, it says um, the worst president ever, question mark. And so he says, uh, you know, he'd be right up there. And most historians have him right up at the bottom of the list uh, with uh, you know, people like Warren G. Harding. Well, <laughs> I don't think I'd put Warren G. Harding at the bottom anyway. So it's, it, it doesn't make sense in the first place. At the bottom of the list is clearly the likes of Carter, uh, Buchanan, uh, <laughs> probably Obama in a few years. He's already heading that way after two months. So we know it's not going to be very good. Uh, but to, and to say, to, to put Bush there is just way, way, way more. And not only that, he called him completely stupid and incompetent, uh, completely incapable of being president. That's funny. He's not the same words I would use to describe Obama. And next time this guy says anything, I'm going to completely give him a piece of my mind. Because you're not going to get away with saying that stuff. That's not... That should not go in a, in a classroom at all. Uh, oh, he called Cheney the, the Darth Vader type. I mean, really. It, it's completely ridiculous. And, but, um, but, yeah. I, I, mean, I mean, look. It, it, and a lot of people are not intelligent enough to hear these things and be able to intellectually counter it. And... I mean, it's, it's sad because they're able to they're able to indoctrinate people. They're able to indoctrinate people because they don't know any better. And it's really, really doing a lot to, to destroy to destroy the fabric of our society. And it really, I really, it's, it's so unprofessional. I mean, who knows if it's going to stop anytime soon? Because I, I, I you can see that this generation, there, certainly, there's a lot. There's a lot of a lot of people who, you know, still think right, but, or, you know, can think for themselves. But the percentage is, is really dramatically, dramatically decreasing. And I used to think when they referred to the greatest generation, I used to be like, you know, well, yeah, it was a great generation, but why is it the greatest generation? Why isn't this generation greater? But now when I think about it, it makes a lot of sense. It does make a lot of sense. Because, because, at least that generation got it. You know? They knew. They knew that. There were certain evils in the world. And if people had to stand up, if only had to confront them. Yeah? This is a time where people actually have to face also. You know, people have a backbone, too. At least, to, and, and as a, as a, as a society, as a whole society, we have lost that tremendously. And that's extremely dangerous. And we don't, if we don't regain it, who knows what's going to happen in our country? Who knows what's going to happen to Western civilization? Okay, why don't we, why don't we go to the phones? Um, hello, caller. You are on the A.J. Bruno Show. Uh, what's, what's on your mind? Hello. Uh, hello, A.J. You've got moving forward on the line. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Uh, good to hear you um, asking questions, doing investigation about um, what's going on in America, and and I assume you're you're all about conservative values. Uh, you assume what? That you're all about conservative values. Yes. Um, this is the first time I've called into your show. Uh, I'm trying to understand. Um, you know what what your message is um what you know you're talking about the the Carter administration uh did you live through that administration did you grow up during that administration um well let me let me let me explain here uh for everyone else who's on the lines we'll get to you uh please be patient oh um, sure sure oh i i was referring to the other the other people uh no i okay well let me let me explain no, obviously I did not live through the Carter years. I'm not that old. But I, I'm, a, I'm a student of history. And, you know, you look back at what happened in the 1980 election, how a tremendous amount of Americans all across the political spectrum supported President Reagan. And they realized what a failure Carter was. The economy was a wreck. He botched the whole hostage situation in Iran. You know, our country's image was completely torn. We were, we were weak economically. We were weak in terms of our... Uh, 
you know, in terms of our military, obviously, we weren't able to, even able to rescue the freaking hostages with this with this ridiculous plan that he that he tried to do. And you know, the day that the day that President Reagan was sworn in, they let those hostages go because they knew that he wasn't going to put up with anything. My message is this, sir. My message is that we have to be strong against our enemies, and we have to stand up for the principles that have built this country. And if we don't do that. We get leaders like Carter who try and destroy this country with their with their policies. Hello. Hello. Yes. Yeah, okay. I'm I'm still listening, sir. Uh, so that's basically my message. I hope I explained it. Well, um, gosh, uh, I'm I'm just having a great time listening to your show and uh, you know what you're trying to convey. Um, I I think the message of uh, being strong against your enemies is is very significant, and uh, I also think that uh, the message of being a good humanitarian is significant. And uh, having lived through uh, President Carter's and uh, President Reagan's administration, you know, there's a balance certainly. But uh, I I I think in President Carter's later years, he was a good humanitarian. And you know, promoted good things about being you know a human being, but certainly I'm a huge Reagan fan because uh, President Reagan emphasized everything that's great about America, and he emphasized everything about uh, promoting conservative values and and setting a vision for how um, America uh, could convey those conservative values, uh, not only in our own country but across the the globe, uh, in the spirit of being conservatives. And uh, I, I'm seeing the opposite occur with the uh, current events that are happening. And uh, I guess that's what compelled me to call into the show was uh, my understanding of the past, uh, my my service in the military as an uh, Army retiree, uh, really appreciating the Reagan years, and uh, my disdain at, you know, what President Clinton introduced and uh, the, the following of the... Uh, Obama administration with uh, what they're what they're thrusting upon us with this uh, socialist communist agenda and taking away of states' rights and citizens' rights. I can I can agree more and thank you for your service, sir. And I hope you keep listening. Yeah, uh, should I hang up or or should I just uh, just stay online and I, listen? I, I could just put you on the line. Yeah, no problem. All right, um, thank you. All right, taking up the call. Hello, you're on the AJ Bruno show. How's it going? Hello? Hello, yes. Hi, this is Dr. Pete. Hello, Dr. Pete. Uh I just wanted to say I heard you talking earlier about the uh the greatest generation and why it's uh, not, not currently. And before I say anything, I wanted to tell you that I'm thirteen. Mm-hmm. And uh I I remember back uh the last the last uh Bush's last State of the Union address, right after it, some freak show uh moonbat libtard uh senator did a uh did a little address of her own. And she said what she said was Let's make our our new generation the greatest generation. And it thoroughly outraged me that she would think that her policy would be what made my generate what would make my generation a great generation. The reason that my generation is so far behind and so just terrible is because we think that we can be handed things by our government. I, I, and. We think that we should be handed things by everyone. And if the government wants to do it, the government can do it. If uh, our parents want to do it, they can do it. If somebody wants to hand us something, then that's what we deserve. We deserve to be given handouts. Yeah. You know, I, I, I couldn't agree more. I'm glad you did it at your age. It took me a little longer uh, than that, unfortunately. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's this whole mentality now that, People just think you can just not do anything, not contribute in any way, and and, and Obama's encouraging that. He, he's encouraging that, and it, it's 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 and this is the problem with a lot of nations in Western Europe. They pretty much encourage people to go out there and then protest more and more. 
uh, and get these ridiculous, I mean, the way they do it over there, yeah, obviously you don't want to work people to death, but it's completely, completely over the top. And it, it, it'll do nothing but cripple an economy. You can't have an economy function properly when people just don't want to pull their, pull their weight if they're able to. And, and you know, it, it's, it's rather unfortunate. Uh, uh, just, just curious, how did you come uh, about with your enlightened views at such a young age? Uh, this summer before, I'm in eighth grade right now, this summer before sixth grade, I spent a lot of time hanging out with my grandfather, and he would always listen to uh, Rush Limbaugh in the car. <laughs> and until uh, until then, I'd always found the Rush Limbaugh program a little bit boring, kind of annoying. Uh, but I actually started getting into it then, whenever there was nothing else to do. And uh, that's about where my convictions and where my understanding of uh, politics came from. Oh, great. Well, hey, thanks thanks for the call. I hope you keep listening. All right. Thanks for having me. No problem. All right. Uh, why don't we take... Well, I think another call, might as well. We're on a roll here. Um, okay, let's see. Caller, you're on the air. Hello. 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 How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing very well. I want to say, first of all, before I get to my point, that I'm impressed by all of that uh, great talk that's coming from that 13-year-old. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, my main point is I'm getting sick of Obama hammering away at are the problems he's inherited, and you know he's you know blaming Bush. And although Bush was you know has some blame, you look at Obama's record in the Senate, and he was for the auto bailout, he was for the uh, the subprime mortgage lending, and those right there have sunk our economy. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, 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 sorry, Don. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, it, it, this whole, I mean, I'm, I, I, I've said before how I supported most of what President Bush did. I don't know why he was in with this with the bailout thing at the end, but clearly comparing it, it's, there's no comparison. Obama has done, has done it far worse. And, I mean, whenever they keep coming back, these, these companies keep coming back asking for more money, you yeah. get to them. Well, like one of the things that really, like, really gets me, uh, we keep giving money to AIG, which isn't a bank, which isn't a bank, and, and we keep giving the money, uh, and now people are supposed to uh, pay for, you know, people's mortgages who, which I think you mentioned, uh, oops, can't, and it, the, the vast majority of these people, it's not that, you know, they came under hard time, they can afford to pay, blah, blah, blah. Like, I, you know, I said before, these people went out there, bought these houses they couldn't afford to try and flip them and turn a profit. That's the that's the instance in, in most cases. So yeah, he's you, talking yeah. about fiscal responsibility and everything, and we've seen two massive bills. He started off telling us that he was not going to be for any earmarks. Now he's defending them. And now they're alluding to passing another massive bill after this. Uh, I mean, where, where does it end? It, it doesn't end. And, you know, yeah. I like to explain where is this money coming from. It's like he, he invented it out of thin air. Yeah. yeah. They're going to print it, and they're going to tax us. That's what it's going to be. Oh, of course. All right, yeah. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you. Yeah, yeah look, uh, this whole thing was, was – I mean, what can we even say about Obama anymore? You know, the guy's a complete disaster already. He is. The policies he's putting in place in every instance are going to lead to disaster. You know, I said before, I'm a student of history, and I, you know, it fascinates me. And you look at the trends that we've seen throughout the history of this country. If you look at the trends, how does it, you know, when has it ever worked uh, to resort to these socialist policies? To resort to, and you, you know he's, he's not going to be able to keep this supposed promise he had of, uh, not raising taxes on 95% of people or whatnot. I mean, people don't seem to understand that it's, it's second nature to Democrats to raise taxes. It's in their, it's in their genes. It's in their DNA. You know, it's like they have a tax rating gene. They have to do it. They can't resist. They just can't resist. 
I mean, he, what, what this guy is doing, and most of the people who support him, maybe some are beginning to realize how naive they were, but most of the people, by and large, who supported this man don't seem to realize the kind of damage it's going to do to this country. You know? And if you think about the policies, these horrible economic policies he's putting into practice here, it doesn't just hurt our economy. It leaves our country vulnerable. It does. One of the ways he's apparently going to try and get some money for this uh, was by, is by cutting the defense budget by 10%, which the uh, which Admiral uh, Mullen, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs, was, was you know, going bananas about. At, at all times, one of the most dangerous moments in, our, in, the, in this country's 230-year history. And he wants to cut the defense budget. We should be increasing it. You know? I mean, along with uh, part, of, part of that cut is going to be uh, the F-22, which is this amazing new fighter jet we have, and we're not going to order anymore next year. We shouldn't be cutting back on our, on our military arsenal. We need to be expanding. We need to be expanding in all ways. I, I mean, I'm, I don't have everything that was cut in front of me right now, but even if, even if any of that leads to more American lives being lost, now, is it really worth it? Is it really worth it? It's not. It's, 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 uh, you know, what they should do is people should be forced to pass some sort of basic test before you get to go vote. Because I guarantee most of the Obama supporters know little to nothing about this country, uh, its history, what's made, it, what's, what's made it great, what's made it the envy of the world. They just listen to his empty rhetoric. And if there's one thing this guy is good, good at, it's, it's just being a rhetorician. That's it. He can, he can speak. He can speak. But even though he needs a teleprompter all the time, the guy can't go anywhere without his teleprompter. Um, but that's one thing he can... But, you know, some of the great deceivers in history have been great, have been great speakers. There isn't anything. You know? He can go around talking about hope and talking about change and all these other, all these other things. But if it doesn't mean anything, then what's the point? Really, what is the point? I don't think there is. I don't think there is. There really, really isn't. Because it doesn't mean anything. For anyone who... I mean, it's hard to believe. I mean, when you think of it, there's actually a lot of people who believe that these things he's doing is, are going to work. Not moving this country away from its founding principles. When has that ever worked? Can anyone name a single moment in history where turning towards socialist policies or appeasing our enemies, which we're going to get to on the other side of the break? <laughs> we have a lot to talk about uh, with his whole appeasement uh, foreign policy, his Chamberlain-esque uh, ideals, um, and his radical socially liberal views also. All three of these are devastating together. Just by themselves, they're devastating. But you combine all three, and America won't stand a chance. So we, have to, we have to do whatever we can to stop what he's doing. We really do. All right, well, we're going to lead into a short break here. I think you'll enjoy it uh, since we've been talking about uh, Obama. As I call him President Hussein. Uh, it'll be a, an appropriate break. Um, I'll take some more calls on the other side of the break. If you want to call in, let me know. We can discuss anything we've talked about so far or what I have planned for the rest of the show. Uh, the number is 347-308-8073. For those of you who don't know about uh, one of the segments we have here on the A.J. Bruno Show, it's called the Liberal Wisdom Timeout. You know, you have to listen to me the whole show, so I figure... Let's set aside a couple minutes, you know, invite a new liberal every week, and let them, you know, tell you the truth, you know, tell, tell you why I'm wrong, why they're right. So I hope you enjoy that. Uh, and I'll see you guys in the break. And the number again is 347-308-8073. And I will be back after this. Stay tuned, and thanks for listening. Uh, hello. Uh, this is President uh, Barack Obama. It's good to be here. Uh, look, I'd like to thank uh, everyone out there listening uh, for your support of hope and change. Uh, you know, we, we fought hard in this last election. 
and we've brought an end to the, the failed policy of George Bush for the past eight years. Uh, um, I think we've made a lot of progress so far. We've had a wonderful uh, stimulus bill uh, full of lots of good stuff, and I hope everyone likes it. Um, uh, we've done a phenomenal job uh, shutting down Gitmo, and we're going to get those poor innocent terrorists out of there as soon as possible. Uh, I felt horrible that my Muslim brethren uh, were there. Uh, and I mean, I'm not a Muslim. Uh, sorry, I wasn't wasn't born in Kenya. I was born in Hawaii. Uh, apologize. I did not mean that. Now, anyway, so I'm trying to you know, uh, create a new bipartisan atmosphere here in America. I think we can all agree with my socials, uh, uh, seculars, uh, appeasing platform. Uh, look, uh, you know, I think it's a good idea. And, you know, America voted for change. You know, Americans overwhelmingly uh, elected me. Uh, and look, uh, we're going to govern like that. And we can't keep having these Republicans out there trying to stop change. I'm not going to have it. I'm not going to have it. I, I am the Messiah. And you should all be ashamed of yourselves for opposing anything I do. And I'll tell you, it's very unpatriotic. You know, if you want my policies to fail, if they fail, the whole country fails. And I think that I've done a pretty good job so far. You know, uh, I think anything's better than the uh, complete disaster we've seen in the past eight years. You know, but, I mean, finally, finally, we're rid of this George Bush. You uh, can't do much worse. I don't know what, why you, you conservatives uh, think that I'm so bad and that this, uh, this George Bush fellow uh, was so good when he started a war, uh, which I was against from the start. Uh, and these failed economic policies. Uh, you know, I, I inherited this recession. Uh, so uh, don't blame it on me. It's not my fault. And, uh, you know, we have to confront the major threats that we face. Uh, you know, at the top of that list uh, is definitely climate change. Uh, this is the defining issue of our time. Uh, that's why we need, uh, you know, some sort of carbon credit. Uh, uh, you know, uh, it, it, it's important. If we don't stop climate change now, the world as we know it will come to an end. We have to fight this issue, not this uh, fake uh, terrorist threat that all you crazy right-wingers think that exists. And look, look we, we brought hope, and we brought change, and we've got to do that. We've got to change how we do things. And we've got to you know, win back our allies around the world that have been squandered the past eight years. Now, anyway, uh, thank you for listening to me. I uh, hope that if you, you know, uh, hope I convinced you, um, you know, if, if I did, Perhaps uh, you can join me and and, uh, and Sean Hannity when we get that beer. Uh, supposedly he's paying, but he's a pretty cheap, pretty cheap guy, so we'll have to see. But uh, thank you for listening. Uh, thank you once again for supporting hope, uh, for supporting change. Uh, and I'll let you uh, get back to this. Uh, although when I'm when I'm done with it, I will have to have equal time on this radio program. There's too much uh, conservative talk on here. Uh, but thanks for having me on. Uh, thank you. All right, we're back. I uh, hope you enjoyed uh, President Obama calling in. That was that was quite nice and nice nice little uh, nice little anecdote he gave us there. Uh, the number is three four seven three zero eight eight zero seven three. You want to call in and talk on the show? Okay. Now let's lead into what I want to discuss next. Uh, this whole issue in North Korea, which is just blowing up. Um, so, well, in the first place, we shouldn't have taken the North Koreans off of the terrorist watch list. I don't understand the reasoning behind that when, you know, Kim Jong-il is probably the most insane man in the world, and we're, we're reasoning with him. You know, you don't negotiate with someone like that. You don't. And you can't, too. Don't do whatever he wants anyway. And now they're threatening to uh, launch this quote-unquote satellite uh, sometime in the next month, <laughs> which is probably just another ballistic missile test, you know, which who knows what they're going to do. The one, they actually, when they launched them a couple of years back, uh, they calculated what the traje- trajectory was, and they thought it was on the way to... Hawaii. So for all we know, he was trying to attack the United States and just couldn't, it just failed and crashed in the 
uh, in Japan, I think. But, look, we can't, we can't, oh, I mean, it's hard to say now because now we have a total dove in the White House. Yeah. We just doesn't get it. But we can't be intimidated by these North Korean threats. Now they're saying if anyone tries to shoot down their satellites, quote unquote, uh, it'll mean war. Really. <laughs> you know what? We'll bring it on. Bring it on. We should have dealt with this a long time ago. It, I it's this is this is, you know, the pretty much the most oppressive state in the entire world. What we should have done when we had the chance, seize the entire peninsula. And if Truman didn't wish out, we should have went and dealt with the Chinese then. We're going to have to deal with the Chai Cons at some point. We should have done it, uh, you know, uh, 55 years ago or so, when we could have done it with a loss of a lot less lives and we won the future. At some point, we're going to have to deal with this rising threat of China. You know, it's a communist state. As much as they want to say, or don't want to uh, you know, say they're part of a larger world community, blah, 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 uh, and how they, what they do is they inject little bits of capitalism, never democracy, just capitalism, whenever they need to, because they all purely communist society, the economic system will, will fail completely. So they just hold on to their authoritarian status um, and keep the system completely politically communist, but obviously that would be economy to an extent where the, where the country would completely collapse. Um, but we have to, we have to deal with them sooner or later. Because look, I mean, all this money we're giving the Chinese, which, I mean, think about it. If we stop trading with them, I generally believe in free trading. But this is an exception, and it should be an exception, because the money that we give the Chinese for their two-cent trinkets, which, yeah, it would hurt our economy somewhat if we didn't, if we stopped trading with them, but it would totally cripple theirs. So, you know, pay a couple cents extra here, cripple their economy. Big difference. And what they're doing with all the money we're giving them, uh, you know, not a, moving towards a democratic system, not really helping their people so much, but massively building up their military. And why? What other possible reason could they have for doing that? No one's messing with China. If they stay with the military forces they have now, they'd be fine. Nobody's going to move in on them. You know, there's nobody who threatens them in that, that part of the world right now. Why? The reason they're doing this is because sometime, probably within the next 10 years, 10 to 15 the very most, I would say closer to 10, they're going to, you know, use these imperialist contentions that they have. They're going to go after Taiwan. They're going to go after some of their other neighbors in Southeast Asia. Um, yeah, I remember when I, when I read uh, Mark Stein's book, America Alone, which is a phenomenal book. You should definitely read it. Uh, he talks in part of his book about how you know, at some point, the Chinese are probably going to end up with uh, a large part of eastern Russia and a lot of the resources that are off in Siberia and, and the plains over there. You know, because how are they going to stop them? China is a growing power and Russia is a falling power. And, you know, it's going to be hard for them to hold on to that. Now, it's going to be hard for a lot of countries to hold on to their land, if that's the case. So we, we do have to. I mean, I mean look, what, if, what if China makes a military play for Taiwan? We're not just going to sit by. We're going to have to defend our allies. And if that's the case, it'll escalate into war anyway. We can't just sit by and let this happen. Well, in the first place, we shouldn't, we shouldn't have recognized communist China and, and let them... I mean, obviously the UN is a complete sham anyway, but it, was even, it moved even more in that direction. Uh, when instead of having a free, legitimate Chinese government in Taipei, 
on the council. They gave it to Chai Toms uh, back in the 70s, which is such a boneheaded move. It really was. You know, I just, I mean, some people get it. Some people really do get it. I, I remember I was having a con- conversation with Congressman Ted Freeman a year ago. And, you know, we agreed on this point. You know, why are we trading with China? Why do we put, why do we put up with it after all the, all the antics they pull? If only more people felt like that. America has to be strong. If America is not strong, it doesn't leave anywhere good. That's, that's, you know, we connect this to, to, to uh, I mean, if you really want to think about it, we connect it to a whole, uh, I guess you would call it the preemption doctrine, you know, the whole thing where you go after your enemies, but you know they're going to go after you eventually. Sometimes, sometimes it's necessary, and it does a lot more good than harm if we do that. It really does. If you disagree with me, let me know. 347-308-8073 is the number. So give me a call. Let me know if you disagree at that point or, or anything else. But you know, I really think that if we don't, if we don't uh, take a stronger stand against Facebook, I mean, it, it's difficult to because we only have a finite amount of resources, obviously. And we have a lot, there's a lot of, you know, it's the 21st century, and there's a lot of regimes, a lot of places around the world which need changing. But, you know, America shouldn't have to be. We shouldn't have to be the world's police. And that, for, that, you know, term gets thrown around a lot. But if it's not us, who else? Most countries, particularly most Western countries, with, you know, a few exceptions, just don't get it anymore. They're just content sitting around in their you know, appeasing socialist utopias and just minding their own business, blah, 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 blah. Well, you know, minding your own business and just hoping nothing bad happens. That's basically what happened before the Second World War. Oh, sure, you had, uh, you know, some people, like uh, Chamberlain and idiots like that trying to negotiate and, uh, Think you could reason with a madman, and we should learn a lesson from that. You can reason with madmen. You can't. And for, any, for anyone, for anyone to think that you can, just that they just really don't. I guess there's certain aspects of the uh, liberal mind that maybe we're just not meant to understand. We really can't uh, think of it any better than that. That's what it seems like to me. But, yeah, let me know what you think. 347-308-8073. I want to move on to the embryonic stem cell research thing. Um, We talked a little bit about this in the last show. And, I mean, wow. Wow. Just completely ignoring. And I I love how his, well, he's completely ignoring science, we'll get to that. But I love his justification for why he did this. Especially. For anyone who didn't see that whole little charade um, that stupid little signing ceremony he had. Basically, you know, he does his thing, whatever, but he says, you know, how the majority of Americans want this. Well, maybe so, but these people are clearly not educated on the matter. No thanks for no thanks to this little propaganda. Um, but since when does he ever listen to what the majority wants? Uh, maybe he played on certain things in order to win the election. That's not a populist. If he was a populist, he couldn't govern as a liberal the way he's trying to do now. Because most 
on most issues, Americans are liberal theophan about it. And to think that to think that to think that we would that he would do this. I mean obviously he was gonna do it anyway, just for the fact that he is a partisan and partisan politics are clearly the most important thing to him. Not science, even though there's been so much success using other methods, and this is completely theoretical. The justification is never science. Just like just like with the whole global warming thing. It's not based on science, it's politics. That's all it is, it's politics. The liberals don't care about truth. You know, they don't care about um, doing things based off of what's right. When have they ever done that? Never. Never. That's all it is. It's about... I mean, wow. And then then he claims to... uh, uh, be a man of faith and blah 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 blah. Yet he does this. <laughs> I don't get it. I wish more people would say stuff about it. So they yeah, would stand up and say something about it. Just because all it is is one thing after another with this guy. Really, it's one thing after another. That's all it is. That's all it ever is with him. He just does what he wants to do, what the liberal elites in this country want him to do. It's never about the American people. It's never about doing it, right? He doesn't have America's best interest at heart. Does anyone really believe he has Does anyone seriously believe that? Because if you do, then you're on for a word awakening. You really are. And I'll tell you, it's just, it's just really sad. It really, really is. But hey, let me know what you think. 347-308-8073 is the number. All right, well, let's go to a little break here. We'll come back. We'll finish up uh, talking about something. Um, you'll have to tune in to, to know what it is. Um, all right. Well, why don't we go to a segment you might have not heard uh, from a different show. Okay. I'll be back after this. You're listening to the AJ Bruno Show. Back in a flash. Yo, what's up? It's Jerome Trent. Yeah, I don't know why I buy listening to this, uh, this AJ Bruno. The man is a racist. He's a racist. You know, yo, what's up with this phone? What's the black boss problem? You know, he going out there, spend his whole show insulting uh, President Obama. And why, why, yo, why don't you like President Obama? Why don't you like him? Because he's black? Yeah, why, why don't y'all like him? You don't like him because he's a black man. He's not black. That's just racist. Okay? Yo, you, you out there, you vote for that white boy McCain? No. Hey, this is just damn racist. It's like when you, when you, when the people, you, you all, all you conservative, you crazy conservative, you, you against, uh, you, you against affirmative action, you a bunch of racist. What's wrong with you people? You just straight up out of your mind. You must be straight out of your mind. Yeah, why don't you all come down here to my, my career down in Trent, Jersey, and you, you see how, you see how I like it then there. You know, you dissing, you dissing our man Brock. Tell you what, you bring hope, he bring change. You know, there's so many good things going here. You know, we had, you know, eight years of a fan policy of George Bush. You know, who does he do? Damn, I'm glad that, that, that stupid white boy George Bush got. I don't need him anyway. You dumb conservative, you freak. Damn, damn, you know, a bunch of, bunch, of, bunch of dumb neocons. You know? I have shame on you people. You know, think, uh, could you let uh, that, that, uh, you know, wanna, that wannabe, uh, uh, you know, that wannabe white boy, uh, Michael Steele, you want, you want to, you know, elect him as your chairman, that's somehow better? You know, we support, we support President Obama, you, you great leader. You know, just a great leader, and you, you know, uh, yeah, who, who cares? You know, if you're calling, calling Muslim and stuff, you know, who cares, who cares if you're Muslim? 
You know, it's a great religion of peace. You know, so shame on you, shame on y'all. How dare you, you shame on y'all for insulting our great prisoner, you you want him fail, you, you, you what's wrong with you people? What's wrong with you for great conservatives? Shame on you. You've done, you've done such a fantastic job so far. What's wrong with you? You know, I, I, yeah, I'm gonna give you an example. You know, I, I, I bought a house, I bought a house I couldn't afford. I, I've been spending uh, a lot of money on my, my, my little business. I got a little narcotics trade down here, here in Trenton. And, uh, you know, I can't have a drum pay my mortgage. So, you know, you guys should chip in, give me some money. I pay, you know, help me pay for it. And uh, you know, that's, that's fine with me. That's fine with me. You know, I gotta work my business. You know, things bad right now. You know, some people, you know, they, they owe me money for for these, you know, these certain, uh, uh, you know, these certain substances, which I, well, I'm not gonna tell you about, of course. But you know, I don't know. It's, it's just uh, people. I don't understand you people. You go in there, Iraq, you lie about what mass destruction. You know, you're crazy. You're crazy conservative uh, duh, uh, b- b- policies, and uh, it's wrong, you people. You're nothing but a bunch of racists. You're a bunch of bunch of warmonger bigots. That's who you are. You, you know what? So the words of the Reverend Ryan, oh, no, no, not God bless America. You know, God damn America. Because all chickens are coming home to roost. All right, well, uh, you should all be ashamed of yourselves. Well, I'll let you, let you get back listening to that, uh, that, that Bruno, uh, that Bruno fellow, uh, crazy, crazy white conservative. Uh, shame on you. You'll be ashamed of yourselves. All right, I'm out, man. Peace out. All right, we're back uh, for the last segment of this episode. Uh, all right, well, I'm, this is the last last issue I want to touch on today. If you want to talk about this or anything else we've talked about, uh, the number is 347-308-8073. All right, well, I've touched on this in prior shows, this whole issue of fakes, I suppose, within the, the movement. We have to root out these people. We do. And if we don't, it's going to destroy the party. It's going to destroy the party. And I'm actually I'm looking at an article right now uh, about something Michael Steele said. And it's really disappointing. It is really disappointing that he would say this. When he wasn't heard, um, apparently he said that abortion is a, quote, individual choice and that should be left up to the state. And I always thought he was pro-life and and he used to apparently support state and constitutional bans on it. Um, Now he says he's skeptical on the question of an amendment to the Constitution. That's really unfortunate. See, this is another instance of people just compromising. I really hope he misspoke on this. I mean, the best case scenario, let's hope that he has a pattern lately of misspeaking. Because if he doesn't, then I don't want someone like that as a chairman of the GOP. You know? It, it's it's we can't have someone who's saying those things. He also said something about um, you know, equating being gay to being black. And I'm um, looking at the full remarks here and it looks like he was not misquoted or anything. So that's that's definitely quite quite disturbing. So uh, yeah, check out that article. Look, with people like this I, I mean, I, I really like the guy. I really hope he clarifies this. I, I didn't support him for Jim. I, I was, I, I preferred Blackwell or uh, um, even a couple of the, the state chairmen uh, ahead of him. But 
I really do hope in this book. But look, in this, there's people like this all over now. And we really have to stop it because if we don't get back to real conservative roots, if we don't get back to those roots, we're not going to be able to recover as a party. And when, and when next year, when in 2012, we can't have these phonies out here misrepresenting real Republican conservative values. We can't do it. We can't have it. We really can't. Um, I'm, I would talk about the whole YR. I mean, it's not as important as this, obviously. Uh, but that YR race that's, that's happening. Um, look, I, I was wrong about... Uh, that one of the candidates lets you figure out which one and the people that support this this candidate. I mean, wow, what a phony. And there are a lot of phonies like that in the party who just misrepresent themselves. They think they can, you know, treat real conservatives and, and poorly push them out of the way. Real people who stand for Republican values. And it's just vicious. It really is. We really can't put up with people like that. There's a lot of fakes. We've got to root out the fakes. We have to expand it and make sure we have good members. People who are going to stand up for the principles we have to stand up for. That's not the case right now. We're going to try, try and set up that interview again with the other uh, candidate. We'll let you know. Hopefully we'll have that on the next show um, this Sunday. And by the way, if you're, if you're listening, let your friends know. Uh, we're still on Sundays, 5 to 6 Eastern. And now we're on uh, Wednesdays, 10 to 11 Eastern, two times a week. Uh, hoping this slot works out. So, you know, let your friends know. Um, spread the word around. Um you know, the more people will get involved, the better. So, uh, if you want to, if you want to call up, I'll be happy to take a couple of phone calls. If anyone has any, three four seven three zero eight eight zero seven three is the number. So, give me a call up. There's any issue you want to touch on, and we will try and touch on that. We'll mess with the show here. Uh, yeah, I've, not talk, I've, I've talked several times about this whole issue of phonies in the party, but I think it's really important because I think we have a lot of them, which we didn't. But oh we my did. God! No way! I really wish we didn't. But we're faced with this whole issue now. Yeah. And we have to do something about it. We have to do something about it. And if we don't do something about it, we're going to have something really scary. Yeah, a permanent... A permanent... Liberal Democratic majority, well, at least for the foreseeable future. If we don't provide a viable alternative, and if we don't put out the right people to get the message across correctly, well, what are people going to turn to? I really think it's a question we should all ponder. You know, what will they have to turn to? I would hope that the other alternatives. Uh, would not seem appealing at all, but but if we don't get our act together, uh, that could certainly certainly happen. Yeah, I don't know how many times I've said this, and, and people just don't get the message passed. You can't pick and choose when it comes to conservative needs. That never, never, never works. And for anyone who thinks that works, 
once again, that's why we lost last year. Because we had a candidate who picked and chose. It's really all or nothing. That's the only way it's going to work. You either stand on your values or you don't. It's that simple. It's that simple. 347-308-8073. If you want to give us a call, we have a few minutes left in the show here. I think I pretty much beat that dead horse uh, quite a bit. So we'll let that issue go for now. Um, yeah, I hope this Wednesday slot, Wednesday slot works out well. And I figured let's do an hour on Sunday. People seem to like to listen then, and you know, hopefully they like to listen Wednesday night, too. So we have an hour on uh, you know, same time, 5 to 6, p.m. Eastern. we got 10 to 11 Eastern every Wednesday now. Hey, if you, if you guys listen, I'm, you know, we'll see in a few weeks. might increase it more. So get involved. Listen to the show. Tell your friends about it. If you can't hear me live, you know, please listen to archives, however much you can, you have time to hear. Uh, call up. Get involved. Let's, you know, let's all do this together. Because really, really, it, it takes, it takes things like this. It takes people, you know, talking about these principles. Um, and if we don't, if, you know, if we don't talk about it, if we don't, have shows like this to do it. And how are we going to, you know, stand up against our opponents on the other side? We can't organize amongst ourselves. It really is quite important. I don't think I can stress it enough. But I, I do love, though, how it seems like the liberals don't have the guidance that takes off. We've had a lot of good calls in the, in the past few shows. Not really any hardcore liberals, though. I, mean, I know they're listening. I know they're listening. Um, I guess they just don't have the courage to take me on. So uh, We'll get one eventually, though. But um, you know, here's the thing with liberals. They just don't like to stand up for their ideas. They just they're really sneaky with it. They just want to go with the flow and, you know, follow their cool Obama-esque uh, thing that they do. Not that it's cool, but let them think that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it should be good. All right, we'll be on again Sunday at 5. Eastern. Should be a good show then. Stay tuned. Uh, Hey, join a Facebook group. Uh, invite your friends to it. Let's get everyone involved. Um, talk about the show on there. Let me know if you have any ideas, anything you like, anything you don't like, any suggestions. Uh, you can contact me on there. You can contact me on MySpace. Uh, you can reach me. Give a blog talk radio account. You can reach me on my on my page on there. Uh, my email is lordaj, L-O-R-D-A-J-A-Y, at yahoo.com. Love to hear from you. Let me know what you think. Uh, we've got about a minute left here. I pretty much talked myself to death. Um, but yes, I'll keep listening. So, um, let's make this thing work. Let's, let's keep it on. Let's keep it going. It's been pretty successful so far. Let's make it more successful. Let's, let's have people listening, more people listening. Um, and I hope to hear from you. And a lot of people listen to the show and are too afraid to call in. Now call in. Well, yeah, that, that's what makes it great. That's what makes America great. Let's talk about our ideas. And, hey, all, all great ideas have to start somewhere. Might start here. You never know. Anyway, it's been fun. Uh, hope you enjoyed the show. It's been fun. Uh, I said that already, didn't I? <laughs> it, 
Dave Bruno. I'm signing off for tonight. I will see you guys back here on Sunday. Take care.